0: Good morning. It's time for Two Guys on Sports. I'm Larry Hazer. Got you
1: now. Okay, sounds good. There we go. Yeah, okay.
0: All right, yes, uh, we're here <laughs> on, a, uh, on a Thursday morning. And uh, <laughs> just want to talk a little bit about the air quality. And, uh, you know, they got mm-hmm. the air quality alert going on you until bet. noon today. And, mm-hmm. man, if you are uh, if you have some troubles uh, respiratory-wise, better off just staying, staying in.
1: North. in or if you got to go out, wear a mask. But uh, you look at some of this in the Midwest, Larry, um, Chicago um, is right now. Yesterday, I believe, had the worst uh, air quality in the world. Mm, so, wow. um, you know, it's really it's really stifling here in the Midwest. So, and uh, it could have some problems. We'll we'll look at this here
0: just a mm. little bit, but uh, with the U.S. Senior Open, you uh, bet. We'll see what happens. Yeah, there. you
1: bet. We'll see what happens. But uh, um, they said, you know, the, the USPJ will be the ones making any calls. Yeah. So. Yep. so. All right. Uh, let's go back to last
0: week. Uh, the we mentioned it uh, before we, uh, when we had our show ooh, last ooh. week. Uh, the Dalesville boys basketball team headed uh, to Prairie to Sheen. They played in yeah. the uh, 15th
1: annual Wisconsin Basketball Yearbook Summer Tournament. Pretty good performance by the boys down there, too, Larry. Two and one down there. So. Yeah, they were in Pool E, yep. which was won by uh, Monroe. Yep. But they beat a pretty good Electric Trempolo team. Yep. And River Ridge, I think, is a good ball club, too, Larry. So, But uh, pretty tough bracket. You look at some of the schools topped off by Monroe. And then, of course, Wisconsin Dells, too. But uh, pretty tough competition there.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that was, uh, what was it, 20-some teams that were involved in yeah. that, all told. Yeah. Uh, and Braylon Boyer and Bryce Erickson of Nielsville made that all-tournament Yeah, team. how
1: about that for an honor? Yeah. With both of them, great for them for a good start. So, so and then later on this summer, they will be heading over to the eastern part of the state for another uh, tournament, right? Or, yeah,
0: the uh, Jimmy V Classic is going to be in Appleton actually next weekend. Okay. Uh, July uh, 8th and 9th. Okay, Friday, and, uh, Saturday. Yeah, that one's a pretty prestigious one. A lot of scouts come yep. from uh, colleges. Yep. To
1: yeah, watch. and uh, I know... Um, Wisconsin with sports.net is kind of behind that too. Yep. Quite a bit too. Yeah. So, so. Yeah.
0: I know, uh, Drew Brown last year, uh, when he was over there with Nielsville mm-hmm. uh, had some eyes on him. You bet. From, uh, some yeah. scouts. You bet. So of course
1: he was go- he's going to, uh, Milwaukee. UW Milwaukee. Yep. Yep. So, yep. All right. Speaking of that, uh, yep. Larry, um, yesterday and today was the Wisconsin basketball coaches, all-star games in the Dells. Uh, yesterday, Amelia Trunkle, Played for the girls, uh, D-North 4 team, D-4 North team. Yep. I couldn't find any box scores, so I couldn't tell you what the no, result was. No, I couldn't either. There. I couldn't find it. And any. then at 10.30 this morning, Drew Brown uh, will be playing for the D-4 White team. Yeah. So, and like we said, that starts at 10.30. And one other note on Drew, Lee, uh, Larry, um, all the participants uh, get donations for the MAC Fund, Midwest mm-hmm. Athletes Against Childhood Cancer. Drew was leading uh, money raiser for this year's. Wow! He raised over four thousand dollars. Well, good for him. So, uh, quite an honor for Drew Brown, and you bet. Nice job getting out, getting those donations, and a really nice donation to Midwest Athletes Against Childhood Cancer. So yeah, so. And
0: the All Star Games uh, feature uh, the seniors, top seniors yep. in the state. Yep, is what so, that is. Yep.
1: So good for him. Yeah. One other note, I seen this. I picked this up on uh, uh, WISports.net the other day, Larry. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, some basketball tournament changes for next year, um, three teams that are affected that we know of, uh, Kobe last year, Larry, was at D3, Uh and they are dropping to D4. Oh, wow, okay. Uh, One that really surprised me, uh, McDonald Catholic, that has always been D5, they are moving up to D4 next year. Oh, wow. And Blair Taylor was D4, they are moving down to D5, so... So pretty interesting there yeah. on McDonald Catholics. So, yeah, you know, yeah. So,
0: That's usually based on enrollment.
1: Yes, it is, and I, you know, I think everybody's enrollments are dropping. I think a little bit, and of course McDonald has got a good thing going right now. Yes, so, they do. And we'll see what happens now going up a division though. So yeah, so, all
0: right. So uh, talking basketball here <laughs> uh, this morning, and uh, you know, high school football. is not that far away.
1: No, uh, we are about uh, seven weeks away from – six weeks away from the first game, seven weeks. Six weeks probably from the scrimmage. and uh, Six weeks from the scrimmage and seven weeks from the first game, which will be a home game for Nielsville against Colby. Yeah, Friday,
0: August 18th already. And, of course, they'll have (laughs) camps coming up uh, next month, July. Yeah,
1: and and there have been some already. Uh, I know a couple kids went over to Marshall Columbus for the uh, Richie Soibert lineman camp, so – you know, hopefully, um, one of the big things the Warriors are going to need this year is to, you know, they lost an awful lot of talent from their offensive and defensive lines. Yes, they did. And they're going to need some kids to step up. And if those kids could step up and put a nice, cohesive unit together, they will be a very good offensive ball club. Yeah, so, they got all their skill positions yes, <laughs> yes, they do. Yes, they do. The and, line is gone. Yes, that's right. So, but so. So it'll be a
0: little inexperienced <laughs> yep. on the lines. But
1: so. a couple of games to build it up before conference. So you got a game with Colby. And, of course, Kobe's had two big years of graduation. And then you'll play up at Loyal, too. So yep. a, two games to get ready for a tough conference slate. So, yes, indeed. So. Yes,
0: indeed. So there you go, looking ahead on that. Yep. Uh, but let's get into it. Uh, the U.S. Senior Open uh, yep. getting underway here this morning. And uh, we talked a little bit before we went yep. on about uh, the names that are going to be there. Oh, there are goodness. some big ones.
1: Yeah, okay. Let's start You know, start with, you know, of course, the, the local guys, mm-hmm. Steve Stricker and Jerry Kelly. Um the last time these two guys played Century World in a tournament, Larry, they were amateurs in 1984. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> and Steve Stricker played Century World. I did not realize, Larry, the WIA held uh, the state golf tournament there. Oh, for, I did well, not know. For a that. while. And Steve Stricker played in the WIA state golf tournament. So mm, <laughs> at okay. Sat- Century World. All right? right. Kind of neat thing there. But anyway, you know, those two will be there. And then. Uh, Last year's returning champ, uh, Patrick Harrington, who's been playing very well this year. And then just a lot of great names, Larry, that I love to hear. Ernie Elds, Fred Funk, Jim Furyk, Bernard, Bernard Langer, Colin Montgomery, Kenny Perry, David Toms, Retief Goosen, Rocco Mediate, Davis Love III, Tom Lehman, Mark O'Meara, Vijay Singh, Mike Weir, Mark Calvecchia, Stuart Sink, Darren Clark. Man, oh, man. That's an all-star that, team yeah, right from there. Yeah, our, from our time growing up, those, yeah. were, the, those were the golfers, you know. Yeah. So. <laughs> yep,
0: yep, those were the names that we heard. <laughs> you bet. On the PGA Tour you back bet. in the day, and now they're on the U.S. Senior yeah. Tour. And,
1: and all in Stevens Point this week. So. Yep.
0: Uh, so. Stricker, by the way, is going to tee off around 2.04 this afternoon. Right. And uh, Jerry Kelly will be right before him at about yeah. one fifty four.
1: Yep. And today and tomorrow, uh, the Golf Channel... On, which is i believe uh i don't know 664 665 on uh spectrum cable uh they will have coverage today and tomorrow and then saturday and sunday nbc will be there for in on both afternoons yeah. for, so Pretty good national coverage for Century World.
0: Well, it'd be nice if they had the coverage they had last week.
1: Oh my goodness! Yeah, yeah, <laughs> all day yeah, into yeah. the night. Start her out about nine o'clock. Bre- <laughs> breakfast at Century World. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if they'll do that this week. I don't but. know about that, but th- it's it's great and just having it less than an hour away, Larry. This is just fantastic. So, yeah, 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 and so. uh,
0: we mentioned about anything uh, altering. uh the Tournament, yeah, you know, yeah. due to the smoke in the
1: air and stuff like that, and so, the weather,
0: yeah. The USGA mm-hmm. will make the announcements yeah. on, those.
1: yeah. That's all that's all out of the local hands. Everything yeah. everything now on is from in the USGA's hands. So, I
0: didn't realize Century World has been closed, uh, oh, almost all too, spring and all summer. Spring, yeah, yeah,
1: nobody's been out there while well, they do, uh, get it ready for this. And, uh, um, we were talking too. I didn't really when Century World was designed, Larry, I did not realize. It was by Robert Trent Jones, Jr. in 1982. And, of course, this man has designed courses all over the United States, a lot in the South. Mm-hmm. And then uh, in 2013, or 20, 2011, 2013, they renovated, and he oversaw that renovation also. And I think that renovation, Larry, was mainly to attract a tournament like this. Yeah, because so, yeah, so, I was
0: yeah. wondering, you know, how – you know, a course can get. To, what do you got to do to get right. a, a tournament like this? Yeah, but,
1: for many years, you know, we never seen anything like this in Wisconsin, no. and then um, then then we had the courses have Kohler come in, at Kohler come in, and and now then it got to be pretty routine there for a while. So, all
0: right, so there it is, U.S. Senior Open getting underway uh, today, and it looks like uh, the weather is going to cooperate as far yeah. as uh, sunshine. Yeah, uh, a little warm, warm and maybe a little. Smoky out there,
1: yeah, a little smoky. Hopefully, you know, I, I've been waiting for a good south wind, maybe to drive some of this, <laughs> this out of here. Out of here yeah. But it hasn't. So, and you know, we were t- there was put, uh, s- uh, severe storm warnings last watches last night, but we didn't get a drop of rain here. No, looks like so. it all stayed north. Yep. So last night, so, so. which is good and bad. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we can still use the rain. Yep, still dry out yep. there.
0: All right, uh, moving on here. Uh, the uh, men's college world series wrapped up. Uh, and what a tournament that was. Uh,
1: <laughs> have, you, have, those... you ever, have you ever seen back-to-back days like that, Larry? No, I have never <laughs> seen
0: anything like that. You, know, I you, said, had, you had all these close games in the <laughs> tournament leading up, and wow. And sh-
1: shutouts. I said, it was only a couple nights before that you had an 11-inning 0-0 game. Yeah, you know? yeah. And then about three nights later, you got a 24-4 to game. But I was really worried watching that game with Florida. I thought Florida was using up an awful lot of runs to win that game that night. and But Ellis, you know... 24 runs, which was a tournament record, but then night next night LSU comes back with 18 runs and 24 hits, which was also a tournament record. Yeah, so, but, yeah, uh, wow, very unbelievable. So seventh. Championship for LSU, yeah. and they're the
0: first uh, Division One school to win a baseball and basketball. Yeah, isn't
1: that amazing? Championship you know, yeah, in the same yeah. year. Of course, they won the ladies' champion basketball championship earlier this year, but uh, it's it's remarkable that that hasn't happened before. But you know, you look at the uh, the schools that were in this year's tournament, Larry. There hasn't been a lot of basketball juggernauts that make it to Omaha. It doesn't no, seem like no, yeah. no. You know, your Kentuckys and your Dukes. No. You, you don't see them in the. College World Series, so no,
0: you, you see more like your Oral Roberts, right? Right. Fullerton has you always know, been a team. Yeah, maybe
1: uh, I thought maybe sometime you know maybe a UCLA maybe got in, but UCLA is not a big baseball school either. They no. out there, it's USC yeah. in, and Santa yeah. Barbara also is very good out there. So
0: yeah, so. all right, uh, there we go with that. Uh, all right, let's get into uh, where are they now, and then we'll
1: uh, we'll dive into more sports okay. here. All right, Larry, I'm going up to Stratford. And I'm going to talk about Cam Bornbach and Cam was a 2017 graduate of Stratford High School. Cam was a four-year member of the Stratford football team. His freshman year, the Tigers were 10-2 and were tri-champs of the Merriwood Conference, qualifying for the WIAD D5 playoffs where they would lose to Amherst in level 2. Cam had seven tackles on defense for the Tigers that year. His sophomore year, uh, Stratford was a 7-4, and four, again losing in level 2 of the WIAD D5 playoffs, again to Amherst. Cam had 123 carries that year for 625 yards, a 5.1 average and 8 touchdowns, and 7 receptions for 45 yards. On defense, he had 95 tackles, 3 for a loss, and 1 fumble recovery. He was named second-team all-conference on offense as a running back and also second-team on defense as an inside linebacker. His junior year, uh, the Tigers were 9-3, losing to Spencer Columbus in level 3 of the WID-5 playoffs. Cam had 146 carries for 1,227 yards and 18 touchdowns. He also had three receptions for 16 yards. On defense, he had 95 tackles, seven for loss, and two forced fumbles. He was named to the first team All-Merriwood All-Conference team as a running back and as an inside linebacker. He was also named to the Channel 7 uh, All-Star team on defense. His senior year, the Tigers were 9-2 in Merriwood Conference champs, losing to Amherst in level two of the WID D5 playoffs. You know, Larry, I think the Tigers would have had some pretty good years wouldn't have been for Amherst. <laughs> I was just going to say, <laughs> they played Amherst a At lot. Of you know, that was when Amherst was in their heyday. You know, they yeah. had uh, B- uh, Biotis and, and Groshek and those yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah. They know, were that, good. They were darn good. So anyway, that year, Cam carried the ball 143 times for 1,013 yards and 16 touchdowns. He also had eight receptions for 172 yards and a touchdown, And on defense, he had 54 tackles, 12 for loss, and two fumble recoveries. He was named to the first-team All-Marywood All-Conference team as a running back and as an inside linebacker. He was also named Marywood Conference Back of the Year, and he was also named to both the offensive and defensive teams of the 2016 Channel 7 All-Star football teams. He was honorable mention All-State as a linebacker and was named to the 2017 Coaches Football Coaches Association All-Star Game as a member of the North small school roster. For his career at Stratford, Cam rushed for 2,855 yards on 412 carries, which was 6.9 yards per carry, and scored 43 touchdowns. On defense, he had 248 tackles and 22 for loss. In the winter, Cam was a four-year starter on the Stratford Tiger wrestling team. His freshman year wrestling at 182 pounds, Cam was 42 and eight, he was Marewood Conference and Regional Champion and a sectional runner-up, qualifying for the wid D3 State Tournament where he would finish 5th. His sophomore year, again wrestling at 182 pounds, Cam went 41-3. He was Marewood, Regional, and Sectional Champion, qualifying for the WIAA Division three State Tournament where he would defeat Henry Fielding of Shiocton to win the championship. His junior year, again wrestling at 182 pounds, Cam was 50-2 winning the Merriwood regional and sectional titles qualifying for the WIA D3 tournament where he would defeat Garrett Joles of Boyceville 4-3 to to win the championship. Uh, Garrett Joldz was only a freshman at the time, and today Garrett Joldz is wrestling 197 pounds for University of Minnesota yet, Larry. Mm, so pretty, okay. pretty good competition there. You bet. Um, Stratford also qualified for D3 state team that year. In the semis, they defeated Random Lake 52-13, to and then defeated Fenimore 49-13 to win the state team championship. His senior year, uh, Cam was 41-1, wrestling at 220 pounds, winning the Merriwood Regional and Sectional Championships, qualifying for the wid three state championship where he would defeat Noah Weiserach of Clear Lake nine to four to win the championship. Stratford also qualified for the division three state tournament that year, in the semis, he defeated Spring Valley Elmwood 43-26, but would fall to Fenimore in the state championship 27-26. For his career, Cam had 174 wins and 14 losses, with three state individual uh, championships and one, and one state team champion. After graduation, Cam enrolled at St. Cloud State and joined the football team, where he redshirted his first year. After that first year, he then transferred to the U- U- uh, University of Wisconsin Lacrosse, where he played on special teams as a, and, and also as a reserve linebacker for two years. With the 2020 season canceled because of the pandemic, Cam chose to give up football and finished his studies. Cam graduated from UW Lacrosse in 2021 with a bachelor's degree in accounting and finance. Today, Cam is a financial planning analyst with Northwestern Mutual in Onalaska. Cam lives in Lacrosse. So, Cam Bornbach, Larry.
0: Yeah, there were some good teams back in those Ooh. Stratford days. Yeah,
1: football and wrestling. That, that He was part of a pretty good wrestling juggernaut there. Yeah, you yeah,
0: know, so. yeah. You could go on with uh, where are they now is
1: from that oh God, team. I could, yeah, I could probably pull, pull 10 guys. Yeah, I think I've used three or four of them already. So, <laughs> All right, uh,
0: moving on here on this. Thursday, uh, the Wisconsin Badgers uh, football team is going
1: to host their first week of training camp at UW Platteville. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. You know, so but Platte, you know, Platteville has pretty good facilities. Back in the day, Larry, when teams were coming to the state of Wisconsin, um, the Chicago Bears trained yeah. in Platteville. So, yes, they did. So you know, and so you know, Platteville has got the facilities. So eighteen years the Bears were there. Yes, they were. You know, now is the time when uh, um, the Saints were in Lacrosse and the Chiefs yeah. were in River Falls and. and uh, I believe the Jaguars traded at Stevens Point for a couple years also. I believe you're right. Yeah, it was the Cheese League. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) the Cheese League.
0: (laughs) All right, Uh, well, speaking of college sports, um, the audiences are returning as far as uh, watching college sports. Mm -hmm. Uh, The 2023 College World Series we talked about uh, was the most watched ever on ESPN platform. Oh, easily, yeah.
1: Yeah, and I think the women's tournament, too, the softball tournament, got heavy rankings also. You know, just good quality uh, sports games all the way around. Yeah, and uh, uh, the basketball uh, national championship
0: game between LSU and Iowa on the women's side Mm -hmm. drew a record-shattering 9.9 million viewers. That's tremendous. Yeah. That is tremendous. So So, uh, things are are moving up for – for college uh, as far as uh, watching things on TV. Yeah,
1: and I don't think it's just college either, Larry. Um no. we will talk a bit about the NBA draft, but the, the NBA draft was probably the most watched in history this year too, I believe. So Yes, yeah. yes it was. You know, so I you know, just just people are people are coming back to the sports, I think again, so.
0: Yeah, we yeah. Uh, the first round of the NBA draft 4.9 million viewers, yeah. which was up uh, almost 25% from last
1: year. Yeah, you know, and that, that's pretty interesting because there really wasn't a lot of drama in it. You know, it, it pretty much went according to Hoyle. Yeah. So, you know, yep, but yep. Uh, who knows, you know, so, but uh, it was interesting. It was a Thursday night and and good watching, you know, and, and both uh, ESPN, you know, with ESPN and uh, ABC covering it, they awful lot of good slants there, too. So yeah. A lot of yeah. good interviews and a lot of good slants. So. You know,
0: you know. I just read here this morning, Victor uh, Wembenyama was the number one pick in uh, He's been cited as anywhere between seven foot two and seven foot five. Yeah. (laughs) Well, he was officially measured yesterday by the San Antonio Spurs. He's seven foot three and a half. Okay. Without shoes. Wow. Okay. Seven foot three and a half.
1: Yeah, I I think I think he's going to the right uh, team for having a big man selected first. Because you look what they did with Duncan and David Robinson. Yeah. So I think. He's got the right coach, I think. Too. It's so. pretty much the same
0: coach, too, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> that they had <laughs> yeah, back then. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah but, he's been on the end of, He's been on that bench a long, long, yes, long he time. has. You know. So. <laughs> All
0: right, uh, the Brewers. Uh, well,
1: you know, they keep finding ways to lose, and they keep finding ways to win. Yeah. You know, I said I thought they played pretty good over the weekend against the Guardians. You know, but you know, again, there, you know, they find found a way to lose a Saturday game. Um, kind of disappointed with this uh they played well Monday night against the Mets Tuesday night I was very disappointed first inning you know they were going against Peterson the left hander for the Mets, and uh Jelic and Adamas just graded bats to load the bases with one out because of walks and Owen Miller comes up and swings at the first pitch and <laughs> hits into a double play i just I mean the guy is struggling, why not take a strike yep you know i I know you want to be aggressive, but my goodness, the Yelich and and Odamas is just got great at bats, and the guy was already at 25 pitches. Make him work. Maybe he gets to 30 pitches. You get a, get him out of there earlier. But after that double play, he settled down and and he just took it to him after that. Boy,
0: so, the Brewers have had a number of bases loaded opportunities in this uh, series.
1: Six of them, and I think, uh, la- well, last night um, Yelich had a two out hit. Yeah. And I think there was one hit other than that. So, well, the other night when they won, what was it, two to one? Yeah, they were 0 for eleven with runners in
0: scoring yeah, position. Yeah,
1: and just uh, Joey Weimer had a two run homer late. You know, so but, uh, and then last night, boy, Weimer took one on the hand. It would be, it'd be interesting to see how he comes out today. Yeah. Too. So. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, because that was that was right on the hand, and and it. You know the umpire said he checked swing. Well, he, he could have went either way. Could've yeah, either well, way. it looked like he was swinging, and it also looked like he was getting out the of the way. You know, so it's kind of a. Oh, uh, of course, Buck Showalter wasn't too impressed. No, but got he, kicked out. It's kind of funny how he did his argument after Yelich got the hit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it kind of rubbed salt in the wound
0: there, yeah. and he he had enough.
1: So anyway, yeah, they they've got a night game to finish off the Mets series tonight, and then they go into Pittsburgh this weekend. Which has been a tough place for them yep. to play, and then, then they return home Monday for a four-game set with Chicago, and because of the holiday, we three of those four games will be day games, Larry. So, Cubs. Yep. Yep. One one ten on Monday, three ten on Tuesday, and then uh, normal seven ten on Wednesday and one ten on Thursday. So mm, okay. So. so should be a good series and uh, you know Cubs are playing well too so so
0: Yeah the Brewers tonight they got
1: uh, they're going against Scherzer Scherzer Max Scherzer yes, and and when in Milwaukee earlier in the season they shelled him pretty good really they did. had a three-homer inning against him. they yeah. went back to back to back against him so so All right one other note on the Brewers Larry yeah. um this week was an anniversary of such for the Brewers on June 27th 1993 30 years ago was the debut of the racing, racing Sausages. Oh, really? Yep.
0: They've been around that long?
1: Yep, 30 years. Uh, it started off with the brat <laughs> and the Italian sausage and the Polish sausage. Yeah. And it was originally held only on Sundays because the Seeligs thought they might wear it out. <laughs> but they soon realized it was a popular thing and they uh, w- added to every game. In the late 90s, the hot dog was added. And then uh, the chorizo was added in 2007. Chorizo, so. yes, yeah. So. Yes. <laughs> the hot dog race, right yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sausage, sausage race. race. Yeah, there we go. So. Oh yeah, we got also one thing, Larry. Uh, last night, uh, Domingo German from the New York Yankees, the 24th perfect game in the history of Major League Baseball. Was yeah. 99 pitches. That's pretty good. That's pretty awesome. So.
0: First time since 2012, as far as Major League Baseball, yep, for yep, a perfect game.
1: Yep. And the fourth in Yankee history, uh, the others being David Wells, David Cohen, and then, of course, the 1956 World Series with Don Larson. Yeah. So it's pretty good
0: company there. Yeah, you bet. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's not easy to do. No, no. Perfect game means you oh, don't allow anything. Oh, that's nothing. And like I said, you're, they're very rare. 24. Major League Baseball is, you know, how many years old, and you've only had twenty-four of these. So, so.
0: yeah, because I mean, with a no-hitter, you can get away with walks,
1: walks, errors. I mean, everybody's got to be perfect in this thing. Yep. I mean, there can't be no pa- uh, pass ball on a third strike. No, absolutely nope. nothing. Every, nobody this gets is on. Base. Twenty-seven up, twenty-seven down. Yep, <laughs> yeah. that's what it is. Yep, so,
0: uh, just a reminder: the Nielsville Youth Track Meet is coming up this Saturday at the Nielsville High School mm-hmm. Track. Yep. Uh, they'll have registration at 8 a.m. Meet starts yeah. at nine, yeah. and this is open to all kids 14 all kids, and under.
1: Yeah, uh, Adam and Cat uh, Lookteron have had a, a, a deal here early this summer, but if your kids were not involved in that, feel free to go up yeah. there Saturday. You can I, still do it. You can still do it. it it's a lot of fun, and and the Lookerans make it a lot of fun for the kids too. So there is a cost. It's five dollars yep. per child. Yep.
0: Yep. But a maximum of $10 per family.
1: Yep. So. And all the kids are going to leave with uh, awards,
0: too. So. Yeah. So well, that's so. this Saturday morning yeah. at the Nielsville High School track. Yep. Again,
1: registration yep. starts at 8, and the meet will start at 9. And and we should mention, too, Larry, uh, Saturday is July 1st, which mm-hmm. means unofficially uh, there will be uh, no Judy Littner as recreation director. <laughs> so, <laughs> Well, we'll put that in quotes. We'll we put haven't in heard quotes, anything yet, We haven't heard have um, last night up at T-Ball, she was passing out hats, and she goes, oh, this might be the last time I pass out hats. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow, that's
0: got to be a weird feeling for her.
1: Yeah, I, I think it's starting to come down, but uh, she's got a smile on her face. Oh, yeah. She's still doing yeah, it. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm sure she'll be there to help who, any, anybody who does it, so, so.
0: You know, one thing that she has had a uh, part in uh, getting together is pickleball. Yes. And uh, I read a thing yesterday that pickleball injuries are on the rise. Okay. A team of researchers at Swiss investment bank UBS has calculated that pickleball injuries are poised to cost Americans at least $377 million this year. Okay. The widely popular game across between tennis, ping pong, and badminton has Mm -hmm. become America's fastest growing sport. In fact, I think it's professional now. I think Uh, at least.
1: Yeah, Tom Brady owns a team. (laughs) Uh, A couple other professional athletes own teams. Yeah. I know Tom Brady does for sure, but um, what kind of injuries are they talking about? Larry well, shoulders or stu- legs? The
0: study found that s- injuries such as sprains were suffered by thirty-three percent of picklers. Yeah, followed by fractures and contusions. Okay. or bruises. Yeah, patients fifty years and older accounted for ninety percent of the pickleball-induced yeah. injuries. The study in- estimates that there will be sixty-seven thousand pickleball-related in emergency room visits this year, <laughs> plus. 3 hundred sixty six thousand outpatient visits
1: it, it, and that just shows you Larry okay and like you said a lot of older people play in this you still need to stretch yeah you still need to wear the proper equipment proper footwear everything you know or
0: just, it shows how uh,
1: aggressive and how uh, uh, competitive yes, the sport is it is very competitive you know I said you know they there's a lot of people that play up by uh, on the tennis courts up at Schuster uh, up by uh, yeah Listaman, Listaman, has Listaman. Fun, yeah. Listman, yep. and uh, boy, I'll tell you what that's that's more I think that's more pickleball and tennis courts up there. But anyway, those people play hard. Yeah, they really play hard. And that's
0: you know it could yeah. account for you know the injuries, especially yeah. at fifty years and older like oh absolutely like us, you know we. Yeah. Don't take much to sprain an ankle,
1: <laughs> but it also, you know, it doesn't take much those in those days to stir the competitive blood. No, yeah, no, and that's what it is. You know, it's competitive blood. You go hard, and you know, sometimes you realize you can't dive for a month. <laughs> whatever <laughs> like you used to. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um. Um. USFL has their championship game coming yeah. up Saturday.
1: Yeah, I the Birmingham Stallions and uh, who's
0: Michigan Panthers? No, okay.
1: Pittsburgh Maulers. Pittsburgh Maulers
0: beat the Michigan Panthers. But
1: anyway, um, some uh, Wisconsin Badgers on Birmingham. Uh, Groshek. Oh, okay. He, he had a touchdown in the in the in the semifinals last week. Okay, and is it was at Olivier Sagula, Sapolo, or something like that? Yeah. Anyway, there's two. Two or three old badgers on that roster of Birmingham. Oh, so. good! They get a chance to uh, yep. compete. Yep. So.
0: Yeah, Birmingham Stallions. That's uh, kind of a name from the past. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, so is the Michigan Panthers. Yep. And I believe the Pittsburgh Maulers was you know um, is it the Philadelphia uh, Freedom? I forget what what their are, but a lot of a lot of the same names that yep. there was back in the uh, the eighties in the 80s. USFL. So.
0: In fact, I read here. Um, I think it was on this day, the USFL had a championship. Mm-hmm. Looking back here, am I? Yeah, it was one of those years. Yeah, one of those days.
1: You know, I I said this this is gonna be. I think this is gonna be a much popular league. You know, the first time around, they got to a point where they thought they could compete against the NFL. Uh huh. And yeah. and money wise, they couldn't do it, and that's that's what hurt them. Now they are staying. More with you know getting these guys, you know, kind of a a stepping stone to the NFL league, and uh, I think it's going to be much more successful than it was the first time around. The games are good. The games are very good. So. I haven't really watched one. Yeah. Uh, I
0: know they're on. Yeah, uh, I think ESPN's been following them.
1: Yeah, and uh, the Fox networks Fox Network. and NBC is the, they're all over. Okay, you know, so I don't know who's carrying the championship game. I I'm assuming Fox is carrying the championship game Sunday. So. All right. Whenever it is. Saturday. So. Saturday, okay. Playing in Canton, Ohio? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, they don't play a lot of in home. They play kind of more uh, neutral fields, it looks like to me. Mm-hmm. So sorry, yeah. But. And uh,
0: one thing that's uh, bringing up some controversy in the sports world is the uh, NASCAR street course race yep. Sunday in downtown Chicago. Yeah. Well, people are liking that. People
1: I don't like it, but um, it seems like uh, the NASCAR fans love the road style racing, and you're getting more and more of it. Um, are they trying? I think they're trying to compete with the Grand Prix audience. I guess. I don't yeah. know I yeah, don't, I'm not I, sure what this. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Um, you know, NASCAR was built on, on the track on the oval tracks, and and but uh, over the years, uh, popularity has waned, and I think they're trying to find more of an audience. Is what they're trying to do. So.
0: Yeah. 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 You're right. So. All right. Well, there we go.
1: Another show on the books. Yay. <laughs> on a Friday. Friday. Hope everybody has a safe and wonderful fourth, Larry. Yes. So. Yes, indeed. Yep. So safe is bet as a- safe. Is the main thing. Yep. Yep. Fireworks at the fairgrounds Tuesday well, night. You bet. There you go. Okay.
0: All right. That'll do it for two guys on sports for this week. I'm Larry Hazer. I'm
1: Dick Olson. Talk
0: to you next week. Yep.